All right. I don't know what page it's on, and I think that's a good thing because I get it wrong every day. So why don't you guys tell me what page number is it on? It's on. It's on page forty. Everybody. Oh. Well, some decisions really don't matter. For instance, the pants that you decided to wear today didn't matter at all. You had two options. You had a pair of blue jeans and a pair of tracky dacks. And it doesn't matter what you chose. Some decisions just really aren't important. Um, that you put on a pair of pants at all, now that was an important decision. And it seems like you all made the right choice. But it didn't matter what pants you wore. Or if you go to Macca's and you buy a meal and it takes you ages to decide, that's kind of silly. It doesn't really matter. At the end of the day, you're just going to get a greasy burger and some salty chips. Some decisions just don't matter at all. Some decisions really do. And as we arrive at the end of Jesus' Sermon on the Mountain today, we're going to be presented with a decision, a decision that we're all faced with. And we're going to see that there's two ways you can go. And all of us have to make a decision about which road we will take. And I'm hoping that for some of you today, that, that you will look back on this day as the most important day of your entire life. And for all of us, we're going to be presented with the decision, um, the most important decision that we will ever have to face. And before we get into it, I'm going to pray. So why don't you pray with me? Father God, thank you so much for this week gone by that we've heard you speak to us every day. Thank you for the fact that we've been able to hear Jesus' words in this sermon of his. Um, we thank you, Father, as we now arrive at the end, that we will um, be able to see the decision that is before every man, every man and woman on earth. And Father, I pray today that you will save people, that you will bring more people into your kingdom here, that some of these juniors will become citizens of the kingdom today. Amen. So I said we're going to be presented with the most important decision that you'll ever have to make. And what's the decision? Well, it's whether you'll become a citizen of the kingdom or not. And the first thing that Jesus says today um, in his conclusion, this is his conclusion to his sermon, and the first thing that we see Jesus say is really confronting. He says this, he says, Few people enter the kingdom. Have a look at verse 13. Enter through the narrow gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the road that leads to destruction, and many enter through it. But small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life, and only a few find it. Jesus points out there's two ways you can go. There's, you can go uh, through the, the narrow gate, or you can go through the wide gate. Now, I want you guys to do a bit of the work here. Um, you tell me, have a look at verse 14. And you tell me, where does the narrow gate and the narrow road lead to? Verse 14. 
What does it say? Yeah, life. It says the narrow gate leads to life. And he's talking about eternal life. He's talking about paradise, being in the kingdom of heaven forever with God face to face. And now you guys do the work again. Tell me from verse 13, where does the wide gate lead to? Destruction. The wide gate leads to destruction. Eternal destruction, separation from God, excluded from his kingdom. And Jesus is saying here that there's two ways you can go in this life. There's the narrow way, which means um, a, a way to take in this life that only a few people will take. And there's the wide way, that is a way that lots and lots and lots and lots of people are going to take. Now the, the narrow way is the way of counting on Jesus to make you right with God. And only a few people will do that. That's why it's called the narrow way. And the wide way is the way of counting on anything else other than Jesus to make you right with God. And it's the wide way because lots of people are going to take that road. Jesus is saying that most people will not enter the kingdom of heaven. That there will be many who take the wide way, the path of destruction, and only a few will enter his kingdom. Now, is that right? I reckon it's easy for us to think that heaps of people are going to heaven. Even if you think about fat, we've seen 10 plus people ushered into the kingdom of heaven this week. That's amazing. But there's, there's something like 440 people here on camp, right? And heaps of them are Christians. You look around, there's just Christians everywhere. I look around here, there's Christians everywhere. It's heaps easy to think that Heaps and heaps of people are going to heaven. But let's put it into perspective. Have a think about the Central Coast. On the coast, there are 300,000 people. And how many do you reckon are counting on Jesus to make them right with God? I'll tell you. About 3% of the Central Coast, we think. Think about 3%. Which means 3,000 people out of 300,000 people, count on Jesus to make them right with God. Which leaves, if you're good at maths, I think that leaves us with 297,000 people who are taking the path of destruction, who are not counting on Jesus to make them right with God. Jesus' way is 100% is definitely the narrow way. When you keep perspective... Did I say something wrong then? Oh, don't do that. It'll be distracting. Thanks though, Ryan. Did I do that? Or did you do that? Anyway, Jesus' way is the narrow way. Most people are not counting on Jesus to make them right with God. And I reckon the other, So that's one reason why we find it hard to, to actually get in our heads that few people will go to heaven. And I think the other reason that we find that hard to believe is because lots of us don't actually think we need Jesus. Um, we think that we're pretty good. We still think we're, we're generally good people. Um, God, poss- There's no way God could possibly send me to hell. He might send others to hell, but he, he couldn't send me. At least that's what I thought when I was your age. But do you remember what we heard the other night? If you think like that, that means you have a small view of God and it means you have a small view of sin. 
Jared and Sam. Jesus doesn't think we're good people. In fact, I'll prove it to you right now. Have a look at verse 11, a little couple of verses before our passage. Jesus says this, If you then, remember who he's speaking to, he's speaking to his disciples. If you then, though you are evil, know how to good, give good gifts to your children, etc. Jesus says, you are evil. He says, you, me, we're evil. Jesus doesn't think we're good people. Jesus doesn't think God owes us anything. We need to recognize this. We need to recognize our sinfulness and then run to Jesus to make us right with God. It's only people who do that who will be in the kingdom of heaven. But as long as you cling to this idea that you're a good person, that God owes you heaven, then you'll always be taking the wide gate. You'll never get Jesus. You'll never see how great his love for you is. You'll always be confused when you see Christians singing. You'll be like, I don't don't get it. You'll miss out on Jesus' love. And you'll keep ignoring him and you'll keep thinking you're okay. And Jesus says that that wide way leads to destruction, eternal destruction. Verse 14, small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Only a few will enter the kingdom. Only those who trust in Jesus. And so today, Jesus is saying to you, enter through the narrow gate. Trust in me. Follow me. Count on me to make you right with God. All other paths lead to destruction. Will you do that? Jesus is saying that to you today. Will you count on him to make you right with God? The next thing Jesus says, if you've taken notes, this is point two. The next thing he says is confronting as well. He says there will actually be false citizens. Verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Jesus is saying that there will be some people who, who say they're taking the narrow road, who say they're Christians, but we find out here that not everyone who says they're trusting in Jesus is actually trusting in Jesus. Not everyone who says they're trusting in Jesus will actually enter the kingdom of heaven. There will be people who look like Christians who aren't Christians. So have a look at verse 15. Watch out for false prophets. They come to you in sheep's clothing, but inwardly they are ferocious wolves. Now, um, Jesus constantly in the New Testament refers to himself as the shepherd um, and to his people as his sheep. And Jesus says here that there will be some who come looking like sheep, but who are actually ferocious wolves dressed up as sheep. It's kind of like this. Um, citizens of the sky, citizens of the ground. Well, uh, Imagine you're a citizen of the sky, right? And you're chilling, you're just flying around with your mate Billy. And you're up in the sky. And all of a sudden, this massive wind comes along. I'm talking like the Hulk just farted kind of massive wind. And it blows heaps of your feathers out of your wings. And so you get ruffled around and you check to see if Billy's all right. And you turn around, you see Billy. And he's, he had all of his feathers blown out. And you see that underneath... 
He didn't have skin and bone. Billy had like mechanical nuts and bolts, false wings that he had made himself. And Billy had disguised himself. He was actually a citizen of the ground, dressed up like a citizen of the sky. Jesus is saying that not everyone who says they're a Christian is actually a Christian. Some people are just kind of playing this Christian game. And what will happen to these people? Have a look at verse 21 again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven. Only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Many will say to me on that day, Lord, Lord, did we not prophesy in your name? And in your name drive out demons. And in your name perform many miracles. This is what will happen. Then I will tell them plainly, I never knew you. Away from me, you evildoers. What will happen to them? Well, they'll stand before Jesus on judgment day and they'll give excuses. They'll say, Lord, Lord, didn't I do stuff for you? Didn't I go to youth group all the time? And Jesus will say to them, Away from me, you evildoer. I never knew you. That's a terrifying thought. Friends, are you just pretending to be a Christian? Is church to you just something you do? It's the place to hang out. Or is Jesus your treasure? There might be many of you here today who, who aren't sure if you're actually a Christian. You're not sure if you're a true citizen of the kingdom. But I'll I want you to know this today. You can be sure. You can know. There is a way to be sure if you're a Christian or not. And that's the third big thing that we see in this passage. It's the third big thing that Jesus shows us. So let's find out. Who then are the true citizens of the kingdom? True citizens are those who do the will of God. Have a look at verse 21 once again. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. Only those who do the will of God will end up in the kingdom. And in verse 15 to 20, Jesus says the same thing in a different kind of way. He says, um, it's only those who produce fruit who will end up in the kingdom. But he's, ba- he's, he's kind of saying the same thing. So I, I just want us to zoom in on 21 and focus on that. Only those who do the will of my Father who is in heaven end up in the kingdom. Now, um, what that means is God, God the Father has a will for mankind. He has a thing which he says, this is the important thing that every single person do. And Jesus says, only if you do that, only if you do that thing that, which God says, this is what you need to do, only if you do that will you enter the kingdom of heaven. And so the obvious question is, well, what's that thing? What is, the, what is the will of God? What is the thing that he wants us to do? And there's two big things for, that are God's will for mankind. There's two big things that God wants us to do. And to trust in Jesus as your saviour, and obey Jesus as your king. Now, make sure you listen up in this part, guys, because this is how you can find out how to be a citizen, and this is how you can be sure if you are a citizen or not. So number one, trust in Jesus as your savior. 
Do you remember the start of the sermon? What's the, what's the, the first thing Jesus says in the Sermon on the Mount? What's the first thing Jesus says? Beginning of chapter 5. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Yeah. Jesus says, blessed are the people who know that they're sinners, who know that they need saving. Blessed are the poor in spirit. Do you know that if, if we were all to stand before God today, if this roof was about, would, would collapse and fall on us and crush us all, and God, we were to stand before God and He was to examine our lives, He would find every single one of us guilty. He would find me guilty. And do you know that your, your only hope and my only hope is that we have a saviour. And if you don't think you need a saviour, I want you to know this about yourself. You are proud. And God opposes the proud. Please don't think that you can shake your tiny little fist at the God of the universe and get away with it. You need a saviour. And God loves the world so much that he sent his one and only son to die so that whoever would trust in him would have eternal life. If you would come to Jesus, you would be saved. You need a saviour. And so ask God to forgive you. Ask God to forgive you for rejecting him and trust in Jesus as your saviour. Trust in him and him alone to make you right with God. That's the first thing. We need to trust in Jesus as our saviour. And the second thing, the second part of God's will for all mankind is that we obey Jesus as our king. And let me tell you why this is God's will for us. Jesus is the God who created everything. Colossians 1 says that he is the one who created every single thing in existence. He created he created you, he created me, dirt, sand, the sun, the stars. He created all of that. And he created all of that for him. So the stars exist for Jesus. And this Jesus, he became a man. And he became a man to die because we needed saving. We couldn't save ourselves and so Jesus did it for us. He died as though he was the worst sinner ever. He took the punishment that we deserved upon himself when he died on the cross. And he died and was buried for three days, buried in a tomb. And three days later, he rose again to life and is now alive in heaven, never to die again. And God declared that he is the king of the universe. And so... Uh, our lives belong to him if we're trusting in him. He is, he is beaten death and he reigns. He's resurrected to new life to be the king over everything. And he's the one who upholds the universe by just speaking. He, he tells our planet to circle around the sun and so it does. He tells the stars to keep shining and so they do. He is the king. And if he's your saviour, then your life doesn't belong to you anymore. Your life belongs to Jesus, the king of the universe. And so we are to obey him. And that, that's actually what this whole Sermon on the Mount has been about. 
Jesus has been um, showing the demands of the kingdom, that citizens of the kingdom are to live for him. That's how you become a true, that's how you recognize who is a true citizen of the kingdom. Citizens aren't the ones who just say that they have Jesus as their savior. They also trust in him as their king. They obey him. They listen to him. And you can see it in their lives. They produce fruit. They strive to love other people when they put them down. They hunger and thirst after righteousness. They listen to God, speak to them in, their, in his word. They actually listen during the talks at youth on a Friday night. They practice righteousness in secret because they love their God who saved them. They do good things and they don't tell others about it. They strive not to worry about clothes. They seek first the kingdom. That's how you can know who true citizens are. They're the ones who are striving to obey Jesus. And now, I've got to make this really clear. Citizens aren't perfect. Citizens are, by far, are far away from being perfect. They often fall in their obedience. But they keep working at it. They keep striving for it. Do you guys know that song? I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. I get knocked down. Well, that's Christians. That song, I reckon, was written for Christians. Um, that's true citizens. We, we strive to obey Jesus as our king because we love him, because he saved us. But we often get knocked down. In fact, we get knocked down every day. We, always, we often fail our king. We do sometimes worry about what we wear. We do sometimes worry about what others think of us. We are hypocrites sometimes. We do sometimes practice righteousness to be seen. We find it hard to do good to those who do bad to us. We do get knocked down. But we get up again. Because we love Jesus. Though we fail, we get back up. We repent and we keep striving to obey our King because He saved us. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter that I, I fail. I've already been forgiven. And so I love Him for that and I just keep trusting Him. I keep striving to obey my King. Because he's my king, he's my savior. And so, how can you be sure if you're a Christian, a true citizen of the kingdom? Well, you can be sure if you're doing the will of God the Father. If you're trusting in Jesus to make you right with God, and you're striving to obey him as your king, even if you fail, if you're striving to obey him, if you're doing that, you can be sure. You can be sure that right now, if this roof caves in on us, you will, you will die, you'll stand before Jesus, and he won't say to you, away from me, you evildoer. He'll say, welcome home, come into my kingdom. There is no greater king and savior than Jesus. Now, some decisions really don't matter. What pair of pants you decided to wear this morning doesn't matter. The group that you belong to, whether it's goths or hipsters or the popular kids or the hippies, it really doesn't matter. But this is not one of those decisions. Whether you take the narrow way of trusting in Jesus to make you right with God or you take the wide way, continuing to ignore Jesus and counting on anything else to make you right with God, this is a decision 
that will determine where you go for eternity. Whether you go to have eternal life in God's kingdom or you go away from God to eternal destruction. This is a decision that really matters and there are only two ways. Now Jesus finishes his sermon on the mountain uh, with an illustration and he talks about the two ways that we can respond and uh, either, either trusting in him or ignoring him and he, he relates these two different ways to building a house. So grab your Bible, have a look at verse 24. Eyes down. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain came down, the streams rose, the winds blew and beat against that house, yet it did not fall because it had its foundation on the rock. But everyone who hears these words of mine and does not put them into practice It's like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain came down, the streams rose, and the winds blew and beat against that house, and it fell with a great crash. The question Jesus leaves us with is, will you be the foolish man or will you be the wise man? Will you enter through the narrow gate or through the wide gate? John 3.36 says this, Whoever believes in the Son has eternal life, but whoever does not obey the Son shall not see life, for God's wrath remains on him. There's only two ways. And I want to take a moment now to plead with you guys, to plead with those who aren't trusting in Jesus, to start trusting in Jesus. To start trusting in Him as your King and your Savior. And I know many of you guys are already doing that, And I praise God for it. And your leaders thank God for it so much. It's awesome. But now I want to give a chance to those who currently aren't Christians to respond to this word that we've heard. And perhaps before this week you thought you were a Christian and, and you've now realized that you're not. Or perhaps you knew you weren't a Christian, but you've seen now that your only hope for eternity is Jesus is trusting in Jesus, and now you want to become a citizen of the kingdom. And so this is how it works. This is how you become a citizen. Uh, A true citizen sees that they're a sinner. They see that they need saving, that they've, they've offended God. And so they ask God for forgiveness. And they trust in Jesus as their savior to make them right with God. And then they live as a citizen of the kingdom for the rest of their life. Striving to obey Jesus as their king. And if if you would like to do that now, to become a Christian, then I'm going to pray. And and you can pray along with me in your head. And I'm just going to pray through those things I just said, the things we heard before. I'm I'm going to ask God for forgiveness. I'm going to thank Him that He sent Jesus to be our Savior. And I'm going to ask Him to help us to follow Jesus for the rest of our life. So if you want to do that, pray along with me in your head now. Father God, I have offended you. I've lived 
without regard to you and I've sinned against you. Father, please forgive me for doing that. Please forgive me for my sin. Thank you so much that you sent Jesus to take my punishment when he died on the cross. And thank you that he is a saviour. Thank you that he rose again and is now the king of the universe. Please now help me to live with him as my king for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If that's you, then, and you've just asked God to forgive you, um, and you're now trusting in Jesus, then that means you're officially a citizen of the kingdom. Yeah. And so if that is you, there's one more thing I want you to do. Tell your leader. See you later.